A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Nami Hinui, and welcome to Our Changing World from Radio New Zealand National. AUT University's Textile and Design Lab in Auckland recently hosted the Wearable Technologies and Smart Textiles Symposium. One of the presenters was Jacques Foutit, who studies creative technologies at AUT. He's been developing a haptic feedback glove, designed to respond to the user's sense of touch and movement. He eventually hopes to develop it into a therapeutic tool for physiotherapists, but at the prototype stage he's using it with a flight simulator to demonstrate the possibilities and to invite public response. Justin Gregory met Jacques at the symposium to talk about the glove and to have a play on the simulator. Big screen, Jacques. Yes, it, it helps a lot to help people feel a bit immersed in the experience, I find. The main idea of this project is exploring the future of how we could interact with computers and how that could be used in a variety of contexts and situations. So it started out quite broad in terms of this general interaction and now I'm starting to focus in onto a particular application around rehabilitation. And we understand a lot of things through our hands, don't we, through moving and using them, so it makes sense to use a, a kind of glove. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, our hands are very uh, naturally used to being uh, how we interact with the world, and in that sense they're a natural thing to focus on when we're wanting to interact with a virtual world. So the glove is a kind of almost prosthetic, you've used that word in relation to this? Yeah, I'm sometimes hesitant to use the word prosthetic. That's the way which I sometimes think of it, but with some of the reading I've been doing lately, there's been a lot of work in trying to nail down definitions of what is a prosthetic and introducing new terms like augments, which, yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're going. Prosthetic, I mean, to my rough understanding, replaces something, whereas you're hoping to enhance or augment or, or add to something. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So in the historically, you might just use prosthetic to describe it because it's something which we're attaching to our body and is technology but in new terminologies they're starting to introduce they're kind of distinguishing and keeping prosthetic for something where functionality is replaced by technology and then new words like augment are used to say well actually you've got full function but let's add something to your body which lets you do more than you could before. Is any of the hardware that you're using essentially brand new? It's, it's repurposing to the extreme at this point. Even the vibration motors is actually motors which I've taken out of old mobile phones. And the sensors which I'm using are sensors which are commonly found in most smartphones. So at this stage of the project, one of the things I was particularly interested in exploring was trying to use technology which is already out there in order to create something that is immediately able to be made and available to the general public. In practical terms, that's both fast and cheap, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It, it can take a little bit more work to get it started, um, but it certainly helps keep the costs down quite a lot and helps uh, with the rapid prototyping as well. The first prototype was uh, a lot more cobbled together, I'd like to say. Uh, we had optical sensors in it, which are actually pieces of tubing with infrared LEDs and infrared sensors, and so we'd actually custom-built these sensors for it and using uh, knit structures to hold it together and a lot of kind of 
what we call through-hole soldering, so the electronics were all kind of big and on a, quite a large board. The second version we've moved to a more refined one, so the sensors we've replaced with commercially available sensors that are much slimmer and uh, much less impeding on the hand. The electronics are a little bit slimmed down. The packaging has been... Uh, refined a bit so that it looks and feels a bit more robust and is a lot more comfortable than the first one as well. Now you've linked this particular glove to a flight simulator. Why a flight simulator game? The flight simulator for me was something which emerged naturally as we were experimenting with the glove with the early prototypes. I was trying to think of what is it that this really makes me think of when I'm interacting with the computer? And my mind immediately went back to when, as a kid, I imagined my hand as a plane and flying around. And I thought, what if we could create this childhood experience where you imagine your hand as a plane, but instead of it just being pure imagination, you're kind of seeing it come to life in the computer? Now, public response has been a big part of the process, hasn't it? How have you gone about doing that, and what have you heard? Um, In many cases, it's been just having the system available so that the public can come and use it. I've taken it to some events like Armageddon um, and the White Knight art exhibitions, as well as some of the university's open day, open events um, related to CoLab. So it's just having it in front of the public so that they can come and use it. And often, particularly kids, love to come and interact with it and play with it. And they're very honest about their feedback as well, about what they like about it and what they don't like about it. Interestingly, one of the major things which comes up that people like about it is the haptic feedback. And this was really something which is interesting to me because a lot of the technology I've seen out there does everything I've done except without haptic feedback. So to hear people say it was it was good and then, the, and then it started vibrating and that was really great. So it's kind of just adding this extra element uh, which was really encouraging. You've talked about it having therapeutic applications. What might they be, particularly inside physiotherapy, yeah? Yeah. Um, I I can probably only really speculate as to exactly how it might be used in physiotherapy because that's something I really rely on the physiotherapists to feed back to me. Um, The the conversation we've had so far has been around the potential for it being used uh, for the physio to help the patient do the exercises in a more encouraging manner so whether that be having a game which they can play so that it's more fun uh, or whether that be in some other way I'm not sure but uh, I think the main step at the moment is actually getting the technology into the physiotherapist's hands so that they can see it and go oh I have an idea about how this could be useful for my patient. I think one of the particular things which is interesting about this particular prototype is that because it's wireless and battery powered it's so portable that it can be used even with things like mobile phones so there's a potential for this to be taken into the home or uh, into situations where you're actually away from computer screens and things like that and that is something which is really interesting to me because it makes it something that's very much able to be customised to individual use. All right, so we're just about at the right point. Um, should I put it on or should you put it on? Why don't um, I put it on? It's probably best if you All right. wear it. Now it's right-handed, so we're just putting it on. Describe the glove for me as we're doing it. Um, it's basically it's designed around a 
kind of thin ski glove, so it's it's a little bit thick to give you a bit of padding, but it also makes it a little bit structured, so it's easy to put your hand in. And then it's got the main part of it is a kind of box on top of the back of your hand, and then it's got some small square sensors built into the fingers and some vibration motors at the fingertips, which you can't even really feel when you've got the glove on until they start vibrating. Yeah. Now that white box you're talking about, the box on the back of the hand, it's, oh, it's sort of roughly the size of a deck of cards, slightly heavier than that. There's really no weight attached to it. It's quite, you know, it's not going to impede your movement at all. Yeah, it's actually, and that's something which has been really important is trying to get that as light as possible because as you'll probably notice once you start playing, any weight on the back of the hand starts getting tiring <laughs> after a while. So the lighter that can be, the better. All right, let's get started. You talk me through what I need to do. Um, so we're going to start just pointing the hand straight towards the screen and then I'll set that as the forward position and then we'll start the game. And now when we're in the game, you can essentially move your hand around to control the plane and the plane will map to your hand rotation. Right, so I'm doing then, just that. I'm, I'm sort of, what can I say, banking from side to side with my hand and the, uh, there's a picture up on the screen of a, a kind of aircraft and it's responding to my movements except I'm wavering well off course here. I'm not really sure where I'm going. There we go, let's go in that direction. Oh, oh, no, it's dead keen on going to the right. I want to go straight. There we go. And for the gamers out there, if you make a fist with your fingers, it'll fire rockets. And uh, oh, oh, if you I see. Oh. move your thumb under your hand, it fires guns, and that's what triggers the haptic feedback in this context. Oh, right, yes, I see. You're right, it vibrates and buzzes, doesn't it? Yes. It's got quite a... Oops, didn't mean to do that. Oh, oh, I blew up something. Okay, I'm still going to the right. Not really. <laughs> want to come back to the left a little bit. So what kind of movements would you say suggest if this was in a, in a therapeutic situation, physiotherapy, mm. what we might want to see, what my hand does as I pull back, or it blows things up. That's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, something that can be varied from patient to patient depending on their particular needs um, and that's where I think the customization of the glove is really important so having something where the physiotherapist can set the exercises and have the the glove conform to those exercises is really important and this could be in a game setting being able to set up levels in such a way that it requires different movements for the patient to complete them. I wonder if I can pick up the sound of it buzzing as I seem to be just endlessly firing rockets and <laughs> guns at things as I bank round. Oh, yeah, blew something else up. Nice one. Right, it's, uh, it, is, it does get a bit tiring, doesn't it? I mean, I'm, I've yeah. been holding my hand up for about, I don't know, two minutes now. Yeah. And it just gets a little bit heavy. So, next prototype. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, as you say, it's completely independent. I'm not attached to anything. I'm not wired into anything. Mm -hmm. There are no batteries that are, or no power points that I'm a part of. Mm. It's quite independent. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, it's using Bluetooth technology, so it's a standard which is so common that you could even connect this to a smartphone and be playing a game like this on your phone sitting on the bus or something like that. There's no need for it to necessarily be fixed in any way. I really can't control this thing, so maybe it's time for someone else. <laughs> How do I land it? Can I land it or? Um, that's just no? a... you do. Oh, right. <laughs> just press stop. Okay. All right. Put the glove on. Are you a gamer? Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, 
it feels like there is a bit of weight on the back of your hand. So if you like, if you're holding your hand out straight ahead of you for a long time, it's going to get heavy eventually. Oh, okay. um, but there's no need to necessarily keep your arm straight. You can have it down by your side. It's just your hand rotation that it's All reading. Right. So how's it feeling? It's quite responsive. Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting feedback from it as you as you yeah, move it. Yeah, you're getting yeah. the vibration and the buzzing. It's pretty tiring, eh? Yeah, I think that's enough. <laughs> we'll give someone else a right. So these inertial measurement units are sensors which have uh, a combination of accelerometers, gyroscopes, and oh, magnetometers okay. built into them to give you the the rotation detection, and it's using that to control the the wrist sensor is controlling the aircraft and the finger sensors it's comparing to the wrist to figure out when you want to fly. And you'll find that moving your hand. Um, doesn't affect it but rotating your hand does so it's more about the rotation than but the actual physical position you missed yeah i suck at this <laughs> oh, oh there you go you got one nice job is there like different uh bullets or something missiles maybe with with this particular game oh. it's really oh. quite basic so it's just guns and rockets this is just like a prototype yeah it's pretty good for a prototype I keep getting distracted by the game when really we need to be thinking about the other applications, don't we? Like yeah, it can be, yeah. I, I find the game is, I guess because it's such a uh, naturally intuitive experience, it tends to draw you into it, but it's kind of trying to focus on what else you can do with it is quite important. So that's where my, my focus for my master's research now is trying to focus in onto a different application. That was AUT University creative technology student Jacques Fautit. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter at RNZ underscore science. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, Adobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.